This week on Deep Night, I am a, a sturdy character I and great it. background. Did you grow? <laughs> thank you. I love Kobe. <laughs> oh, thank you. <laughs> a love fest in the Deep Night. <laughs> Oh, friends, it's me, Dale Seaver, and I'm so pleased to be with you once more as your nonsense word tweeted into the darkness, your superhero whose power is good conversation, the original naked hustler who's a little too excited about the potential of Catch the Musical, and I'm thrilled to be your host as we welcome you to another hour of regrets and revelations, for you have entered the lobby of a magic place that we call the Deep Night. Now, before we go further through that great gaping maw of the unexpected, let's take a few moments, just the two of us, or three of us, if you have a companion with you. Perhaps this is a special night for you and your loved one. Maybe you've only recently met, and you suggested that you go back to your place and listen to some podcasts. My only question for you, did that work? That's quite a line. Maybe you've put me on the hi-fi and you're playing me through the solo speakers in your tastefully decorated flat. Is that a West Elm credenza, I sense? Well done, friend. West Elm lets others know that you can almost afford the better things in life. <laughs> well, we come to you tonight, as we always do, from the foul banks of the Gowanus, and as I sit here in my cramped recording nook, overlooking the idling trash trucks and the discarded takeout bags with their thank yous and blank smiling faces on them as they blow ever upward like so many vertical urban tumbleweeds, I tend to think about the things that I've purchased, the things that I've surrounded myself with, and the quality of my life. I think about the crystals. Do I need 14 purple quartz orbs pulled from the riverbed in Arkansas? Maybe, maybe not. Orbs are kind of hot right now. But if I lose one, will my entire life collapse? Who can say? I can't take the risk. I've come so far. What about my collection of vintage world music audio cassettes? Do you like a 45-minute raga? I own three days' worth. That's a lot of raga. But I have been trying to focus more on living life. My wife, Galinda, keeps encouraging me to go out more. Feel it, she says, and then vanishes in a poof. <laughs> go to the theater, she says. Well, I'd like to. But I spent most of my allowance on crystal polish and dry cleaning. Our ceremonial prayer cloaks can't just go through the spin cycle, folks. But I would like to see more great performances. Luckily, sometimes... They pop up on our streaming devices, and when Galinda is out of town, I sometimes do a little binge-watching. <laughs> I get caught up on Naked and Afraid, which I gather not everyone watches without clothes covered in mud. So that's a revelation from the Discovery Channel chat rooms. Then I move on to other things. A year or so ago, I tuned into the program Jessica Jones. What a friendly name, I thought. Now that show featured my guest on the program today, Colby Minifee. I was so struck by her work, which seemed to crash into that carefully constructed world of the Marvel Universe with something raw and strange and radiant. I took note of that performance, and then a few weeks back I was reading about the production of Six Degrees of Separation now on Broadway. I talked about how much that 
showman to me as a young person. I mean, I've talked about it here on this show, and you know it well. And I thought, boy, this cast that's on Broadway is stellar, not unlike the production that I was a part of. And here, here is that same actor from Jessica Jones. So I reached out. I reached out to Colby, and it took, well, it took ages for her to get back. Quite frankly, I thought, well, it's not going to work out. No harm in trying. But then Colby did return my email, and we set up a meeting point to enter the deep night together and talk about her many roles and the good work she is doing. I've been so impressed with the young actors and comedians and artists who come on this show for their poise and determination and their ability to produce at such a high level. And Colby is right on track with another run on Broadway with Six Degrees. She was previously on The Great White Way in Long Day's Journey into Night with Jessica Lange and Michael Shannon and Gabriel Byrne. Not bad. She's been on TV in The Blacklist, Law and Order, of course, that's just, everybody has to do that, Nurse Jackie, and others. She's wonderful on screen and stage and in person, much the same. I was so pleased she could join me for a fine conversation. We get started with a little bit of fun, don't we? That is, uh, I don't do current event things, as you know, but I had a little bit of fun with it. So let us now push through the revolving door ahead of us so that we may soar into, sorry, caught in the revolving door, so that we may, okay, all right, we all need to push in the same direction for this to work, so that we may, there we go, journey to the deep night for my discussion with actor Kobe Minifee. Let us begin by chanting the magic words that will summon the deep night portal. <laughs> With me now, Kefefe. 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 And oh there we God. are. <laughs> Here we are. Kobe Minifee. Hello. My goodness, hello. hello. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. happy to be here. I'm happy that you are here, <laughs> and I know that it's uh, it's just, it's thrilling for me. But it's it, thrilling for me. Well, and we should notice, uh, a note, uh, for the history books, this is your very first podcast appearance. Oh, my gosh. Well, okay, I lied. Oh. I, no, it doesn't count. I don't think it counts. It I don't doesn't think it count. count. Because I did this, I work, I do, I work with, um, Selected shorts sometimes. Yes. And I recorded a, oh, a thing for them. That's nonsense. And then they interviewed me about the story. But I thought they were talking about a different story that I did for them. So it was a very confusing podcast. <laughs> so I don't, I don't, I can't, you know what, I'm going to count this. Because I like these long form, hour long things. Yes. And I'm obsessed with them and I listen to them all the time. Yeah. So for me, this is extremely special. <laughs> Oh wow! I can't let's I get to let's talk count. For an hour. Let's be, yeah. Oh yeah. It's going to be pretty great. I don't know. Maybe it won't uh, be an I, hour. I, I we better, don't have to. <laughs> we better adjust my notes. But sure, we'll get to an hour. <laughs> sure oh no! Oh no! Maybe um, it's only going to be fifteen minutes. <laughs> we'll see how it goes. But I like your uh, spirit and your outlook. Oh thanks. <laughs> now you're such a talent. You've already done so much work. Uh, I say that because uh, you are at a young age and I'm at an old age, so I can say that. <laughs> and sometimes I look back with some regret that I didn't pursue acting at an earlier mm -hmm. age. But, um, you know, but it scared me, the unknowingness of it all. Do you have any regrets that you just jumped right into it? No, I think I would have gone crazy if I didn't. Yes. I think I, like, I, I, uh, I, 
yeah, I, I went to my parents and was like, I need an agent. In like sixth grade, when I went to this performing arts school, yes. I was in sixth grade, and there were these kids that had all these agents and had been in like five Broadway shows before the age of eleven. And I was like, "How'd you do that?" And they were like, <laughs> "I got an agent." And I went home and I was like, "This is what I need." So I luckily had supportive parents, but like, I I was the one that was like, "I need to do this," or maybe I just was seeking approval constantly, and uh, that's how I found my approval was by performing. I don't know. Either way. <laughs> You've come out on top. But see, I think that's the difference with the very young people. They're like, how'd you do it? And they tell you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> now you say, well, how'd you, do, how'd you do that? How'd that work out for you? Mm, mm. Yeah. It's like trying to find a doctor in New York. Right. Like, Can I get a doctor? Will you, 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 you? Oh, I have one. I don't like them. Right. right. Nobody likes their doctors. You know, anyway. I just went to a doctor yeah. this past <laughs> week for my voice because I've had, like, problems with the show, screaming too much. And uh, I loved her. I don't like my my normal physician. Yeah, see, there you go. But I loved my vocal <laughs> oh, doctor. Yeah. We were like chatting, and she was like, "I have to go to my next patient." But shit. Yeah. Oh, am I allowed to curse on this? You thing? can do what you need to do. Oh, good. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's gonna be a blue hour. <laughs> but uh, you, you said you need to seek approval, and uh, that was part of it, probably. Uh, mm. But you've you've kind of balanced it out. You seem very well adjusted just in the few uh, minutes that we're talking. Well, we'll so. see. <laughs> <laughs> I guess, uh, and you're, you're, you're constantly working, though, haven't you? Uh, since that young age, since you found the agent, must have been a good agent because you haven't stopped. Yeah, I, I, there was a period of like three years where I was getting, I was working in TV and film a little bit. Sure. But I was, as one does. As, as one does. <laughs> but I, I was auditioning for plays. Yeah. And I was auditioning for like every play that I could. And I was getting so close to each one, and I didn't book one for three years. So I consider that a very dark period in my life. But I was also going to school at the same time, so it doesn't really count. Right. Maybe uh, uh, the universe was saying, hey, wait a minute. Hey, why don't you get Focus some, on your studies. Get some brain in there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Something to draw on. Um, <clears throat> but, uh, Thanks for saying that. I guess, I guess I have been working pretty consistently. It's nice. It's been nice. I've had a really nice life. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Well, that's why lucky. I wanted you to come in here because I thought I would just ask you, what's success like, Colby? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you know. Not having any myself. Oh, I like to please. ask that. I don't believe that. <laughs> I um. <clears throat> it's been nice. You know, I've been walking around this city the past few months feeling like I'm on cloud nine. Yeah. Listening to a lot of like ABBA and feeling like the world is mine, and it's a uh, it's a really nice feeling. I better uh, be careful with it though, because I don't want to get too crazy. But you, you got to hold on to that feeling for sure and feeling. acknowledge it. That's yeah. good. Yeah, but don't get uh, too comfortable. Don't get too <laughs> you may need to mix in a few like a PJ Harvey song, right? Or <laughs> you know, just to bring it down a little. Uh, Yes, some depressing stuff. Yeah, just have, once. Just I put better, it in the rotation. Yeah, put yeah. Put yeah that, not uh, too much ABBA. Not yeah, too maybe <laughs> her cover of Is That All There Is from Peggy <laughs> Lee. Yeah. <laughs> you know, just right, a balanced thing. It. You see the MTA. I walked through Midtown the other day. That's a good dose of reality for um, you. I, I cannot understand why I spend most, I've spent most of my life in that neighborhood. Oh, and I God has bless you. Oh, I went to high school, middle school in that neighborhood, high school in that neighborhood, Aye. work in that neighborhood. All the auditions are in that neighborhood. 
I walk through Times Square to and from the theater from 42nd to 47th, and it just kills me. I don't know why. It's like the nexus of capitalism and desperate, like, they're those wonderful people in those Elmo costumes. Yes. There are people that are here from who knows where taking videos of billboards and it's all of these this world that is just and then there are people that are sleeping in a doorway and right. it's like how this is i mean i'm grateful that we're all in close proximity to each other in some squished strange sense mm-hmm. but it's so uh scary that neighborhood <sighs> it's it's amazingly intense yeah. for all of the senses to hit you, it really is the crossroads of America. Yeah. And you really feel it there. Yeah. It's, uh, it's, uh, <laughs> and there's never a time Quite when a it's thing. empty. No, no, you're just rushing on the wave of people. Yeah. It's, uh, I recommend it for anybody <laughs> <laughs> outside of New York. Come and spend a week. Yeah. And <laughs> only be in Times Square. Yeah, don't leave. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, you must be driven, though, as we're getting back to your, 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 I mean, you're in that time. Maybe some of that energy you picked up on it, this going, going, going thing. Yeah. But you must be driven. I had a kind of bad plan. My plan was this. Uh-huh. Uh, one, if I never made it to Saturday Night Live, and I'm still holding out for the announcer role, but uh, <laughs> I would become a great character actor around 55 or so. Yeah. You know, and as I get closer... <laughs> that number I think this was a really bad plan because you miss all this other time that you're doing I mean you've already done all the things that I would be like well that would be nice to do by the time I get out there oh geez that's so nice but I think it's still in the cards for you we'll see I don't think it's over I mean I I gotta spend some more time in Midtown yeah (laughs) Midtown is the breeding ground for greatness yeah yes well, no. people have always complimented me on my character. Thank yes, you. Yes, I love yes, your character. Yes, I am a, a sturdy character I and great Dale. background. Did you grow? <laughs> thank you. I love Kobe. Oh, thank you. <laughs> a love fest in the deep night. <laughs> Did you grow up in a theatrical family? Well, yeah, in a lot of ways, yeah. My dad is an opera singer. Well, this is what I'm getting to. Yeah. Because I've seen some videos of him singing <gasps> online. Oh, my God. Oh my it's gosh. Quite a thing. You've done your research. Yes. So those videos I think are some of my favorite things cuz they're so Do you see the ones of him with he puts it in a church? He puts the like yes. the phone on the pew <laughs> in a church and then he just sings. Yes, I wanted to know it, what that environment was if it was cuz I've done a lot of VFW halls and things. Uh-huh. So I I know that kind of vibe yeah. uh, and I love those shows. I didn't know if it was a church, if he was coming out of a church, uh, if that was his uh, milieu, or if that was... uh, I didn't know what was going on. Right. And I was quite struck by his beautiful head of hair. Uh, He's got an amazing head of hair. My children, because your your head of hair comes from your mother's father. Yeah. My children have the best hair. Yeah. I can't wait. Um, So my dad grew up in... A church's father was the was a rector, was uh-huh. a, a, a Episcopalian priest. I don't want to say priest, re, uh, minister. Minister, thank yeah. you. That's the word. I always forget. I say rector, and it sounds sounds uh, 
naughty in some way. That's that's <laughs> shouldn't say that. Um, <laughs> well, if we get an Episcopalian, isn't it? <laughs> it's a bit of a randy yeah. word, anyway, isn't it? <laughs> Don't get me started on my Presbyterian. Oh man, yeah. So he grew up on um, he in, when he was ten. His dad moved to be the rector at Grace Church. Okay. Which yep. is on 10th and Broadway. Yes. And there's a 40-room mansion, right? If you look at Grace Church, to yeah. the to the left, there's the back set, there's this house that's a big Gothic house. And that's where my dad grew up in 1959 onward. By himself or were there other people in there? there? Was, he was one of six kids. Wow. So they ran around like, a, like crazy people <laughs> and like stole stuff and delivered flowers for the neighborhood and like, you know. Did you know they were naughty preacher's kids in <laughs> Those the, are the worst ones. 50s and 60s? Yeah, yeah, they are the worst ones. <laughs> yep. And my dad is a second to youngest, so he was pretty, pretty crazy. He got but, taught the ropes, and then he was able to get out there and do it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. And he always had a home base that kind of made it okay. Yeah, uh -huh. yeah, yeah. Well, so he's always been singing, and that he imparted that. Do you also, you also I, sing? Yeah, I sing. You know, I need to get better at it. I need to like. I to me, it's a totally different amount of vulnerability yeah for and sure. like maybe that means that i'm not fully ever vulnerable in my acting but like i don't know it, it to me when you sing yeah. it's a it's a i had to sing yesterday for an audition and i was like terrified and in the room i was trying to dance and be fun but inside i'm like dying and i think it just comes across as like she's in hell but i think <laughs> yeah. i think like my dad, I was tone deaf as a kid, and my oh. dad sat me on his knee and made me not tone deaf, like played the piano for me and plunked out the notes and like trained me out of that, which I'm eternally grateful for. Yes. Because um, it means that I can carry a tune, and if I worked on my voice, I would be able to sing. I know it. But I just. There's something scarier about it. There's some, Maybe I'm self sabotaging by not by not working on it. But I, yeah, it's really, it's really scary. Also, like the amount of musical training yeah that you have to have in this town especially oh i i i i don't i don't think <laughs> i need to start over you know what i mean if i were to go <laughs> right if i were to do that but yeah he i was singing household like i listened he was learning the ring wagner's the ring when i was a kid <laughs> just and on like, a weekend just <laughs> On a weekend, I was yeah. constantly working on it. So I grew up with Wagner, classical music, Bob Dylan, Joan Baez, like good. I mean, I don't know if Bob Dylan's a good singer, but I love his voice anyway. Yeah, sure. But it's like you know, Specific. good music. Um, and my mom is a is a is a cook. She worked at Gourmet Magazine for thirty two years. Oh, so. That's a type of performing in its own way. I've made several of those recipes. Oh, really? Sure. <gasps> oh, good. That's so cool. <laughs> I'd, I'd love to tell her about my dishwasher salmon, though, sometimes. <laughs> dishwasher salmon? Sure, yeah. Does that mean you put the salmon in the dishwasher? Yeah, just put it in some foil with a little bit of mayonnaise. And just set it. Just steams it perfectly. Are you serious? Well, we'll try it. <laughs> I fully believed you. Is that You should. <laughs> <laughs> you like good food? Dishwasher salmon. Oh, my God. I want to cook more things by I'm not, dishwasher. I'm not, I'm not sure that was in Gourmet. I think that was in the back of the Sears catalog. This, <laughs> that recipe was. this is what you could do with your dishwasher. <laughs> That's right. Stick a piece of salmon in it. Because a lot of people, they get a dishwasher, they think, well, what am I going to do with that? <laughs>
<laughs> what else is there? <laughs> what else is there? Other than throwing a piece of salmon in there. That's right. A lot of people wow. don't think about that. <laughs> <laughs> but did you also grow up going to the church? Yeah, I grew up. I grew up going to church, and I. You know, the thing is funny. I was talking about this the other day that there's something so kind of dry about churches now. I don't know. I wish that there was more of like a, just like a lot of energy. <clears throat> I think I may be going to the wrong, I went to the wrong church. I don't know. <laughs> that but could I, be. I like, well, there was, actually, I take that back. When I was a kid. Yes. There's this amazing guy named Bert Drazel who was the minister at the, the Episcopalian church I went to on 88th Street, mm -hmm. um, uh, uh, Holy Trinity, and he made all he made all of the prayers into music, all of the it's so that we were all singing all the time. Yes, the the um, like Les Mis, like Les Mis. It was an <laughs> opera. <laughs> it was really good. It was really fun, and and um, he. We had the the pageants. We had these these um, uh, 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 what are those called? Uh, talent shows. Oh yeah, <laughs> had, sure. We oh had Jesus shows was all the time. so good at the talent uh, show. Jesus, you know, really made an impression. Yeah, he a lot of table building. <laughs> oh, what did you do this year, Jesus? Another table. Oh. Okay. <laughs> but everybody had to clap. Everybody had. Everybody had to clap. Everybody you didn't had clap? to clap. You're gone. Yeah. <laughs> no, it was really. It was to me. Really good. Moses did better. Mo <laughs> oh man! I loved when Moses came on <laughs> the Ed Sullivan show. <laughs> the Ed Sullivan show. Oh man! Yeah, it was. You know, it's funny. I I never got confirmed. I never like did it. And I I the thing one once Bert left, it was kind of like we didn't. I didn't the the spirit wasn't there anymore. Yeah. And to me, church is about singing. Church is about like bringing people together. And that's what I think is so incredible about organized religion. In some way, it's like bringing having a space where people can sing together. Yes. And that it's okay, you know. And I wish that I wish that that was more accepted in our culture. Well, it, I, it's moved a little bit, hasn't it? It's yeah. gone to. Uh, Maybe more popular entertainment, not right. unlike the theater. Y yes. Yes. Right. Uh, although there's a premium to pay. Right. It's not a, a free service that you go and do right. it, but more people are maybe forking over 125 bucks to sit right. in the orchestra or right. someplace. Right. If they can, that's a good deal. Right. <laughs> yeah, that's a really good deal. <laughs> it's not Hamilton tickets. No, no, way. no, no. But, but I, I do think there's something to that, yeah. uh, that they've gone to more of the private, the concerts, the, uh, the theater, the yeah. uh, I don't know, uh, Sound of Music sing-alongs and, right, and getting right. it. I need um, to find some more of those. Yeah, I would maybe. love to go to a Sound of Music sing-along. Yeah. <gasps> oh, my gosh. It would be fun. Let's do that. Okay. The opening <laughs> credits of that movie are... Beautiful. Oh, that movie is so good. <sighs> I, I need to see it again. <laughs> yeah, well, uh, it's, it's available to you. It is. I have it on DVD. <laughs> I should just watch it. <laughs> so before we get into a couple of the theatrical things that you're involved in right. that may also inspire some of this communal feeling, yeah. and I, I don't want to lose that thread exactly, Yes. but you uh, went to this thing, Young Arts? Yeah, I did Young Arts. So this is, uh, what, this is uh, what level does Young Arts come into play? Is that a college? Is it uh, not a college? Does it matter? It's a, it's a, it's a, it, it's a, 
It's a <laughs> I'm getting there. It's a national competition. Oh. That's the National Foundation for Advancement in the Arts, the NFAA. It's like a government funded but also majorly privately funded national competition okay. where they have jazz musicians, jazz singers, classical singers, musical theater, drama, writing, dance, um uh voc uh, um um visual artists. They have every type of art that you can think of and they pick like 10 people you submit all this stuff yeah you they pick like 10 finalists per department and they bring you down to miami that's where the for, headquarters that's are. where the headquarters are for 10 days and give you master classes and how old are you at this point 17 to 18 is your senior year of high school but now they've extended it to like 15 which i think is is good i mean it's it's incredible. I mean, you can win up to $10,000. I mean, it's an amazing program. Everybody wins some money? Everybody wins some money. And they go to Miami. And they go to Miami. And you get master classes. And you get master classes. That's not too bad. Liv Ullman was our teacher. I mean, it was like, Pretty what? good. It was incredible. And uh, Grace McLean went to do that too, yes? Grace McLean. From uh, Natasha Pierre and the Great Comet? Right. I don't... I have, I, you don't know her. I don't know her. Personally. Personally. Did you, she, she, uh, she's been on this program. She's uh, in that show. Do you enjoy that show? I haven't seen that show. Oh, my gosh. you got to get I over know. there and see it. I haven't Tony seen that Tony nominated. Show. I know. Multiple Tonys. We're in the same, we're in the same uh, schedule right now. Oh, so I, it's hard to get out. Yeah. And yeah. when I... I've, the, every we During previews, we had Sundays off, so I went to go see two shows every Sunday, but I was filling it with Cats. plays. I went to see Cats. Yeah. Yeah. I needed to really see <laughs> what Cats was like for my character to fully complain about oh, it. that's right. <laughs> no, I didn't see yeah. uh, I did. You did? Yeah. Did you see it it's great. recently or the one that, was hap- that happened before? Uh, I, I saw both. I saw, saw the touring both. company as a oh, child wow. and was captivated. Really? <laughs> I loved it. And uh, then I saw it this time. Oh my and maybe a little, uh, uh, what is it? The um, uh, uh, gloss is off the shine. The, the bloom yeah. is off the rose. No. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever. That makes uh, sense. What's yeah. funny is that our stage manager is married to the stage manager of Cats. <laughs> So we're like, got to keep that show going for us. I mean, how lucky are we that that show is running while we're running? It's pretty it's, good. We're so lucky. It was. It makes it all the funnier. Well, uh, let's talk about that yeah. because I want to talk about some of the roles we're kind of hinting about what you're what you're right, talking right. about right now, and I want to talk about maybe three of these sort of notable roles and experiences that you've been having okay. and been working on things that I'm. Uh, somewhat familiar with, which is why I'm choosing those. Uh, and then if there's anything else you want to talk about, well, by all means. Cool. So right now, uh, you're in the show. Yeah. You're on Broadway. Yeah. Pretty great. It's Not pretty the great. first time. <laughs> I know. How lucky am I? <laughs> not the first time. Jeez. So you're in this, and uh, apologies for not having gone to see to go and see it yet, oh, but you're in Six Degrees okay. of Separation. That's what I'm doing, yeah. One of the great plays. One of the great plays. Yeah. Dynamic, it moves fast, uh, uh, lots of fun, lots of things happening. Yeah. Um, are you having the best time? I am, you know, I am having the best time. <laughs> I don't think I've had more fun on a show. I can't believe the fun time we're having. I mean, we're cracking each other up on stage to yes. the point where it's dangerous. <laughs> and we're just, every single member of the cast and crew is golden gem. Like, yeah. there's nobody. That's a bad apple in that entire building. <laughs> right. And it's 
except for the audience. But <laughs> it's like the literally the best the best time. And you play the daughter Tess. I play Tess. Yes. Yeah, the daughter um, to Allison Janney and ben John Benjamin Hickey was a ridiculous sentence. Pretty good. It's pretty good. <laughs> yeah. And uh, as, I, as I was kind of mentioning to you before we got going, oh, that yeah. I had such uh, fond memories of, of being in that show 20 plus years ago because I was playing Flan Kittredge and uh, just... Uh, the patriarch, of course, of the family. Uh-huh. And uh, maybe it's because of the nature of the show, but I think it's what you're talking about. That group of people, everybody in that show, yeah. um, came together as a kind of family, and they're still some of the closest friends that I have That's from so being nice in that show. Hear. And I wondered if that was true. It sounds like it's, at least on, uh, you know, during yeah. this process, um, you're very close. Yeah. And I was thinking, well, maybe that's just a you know college experience. But I think there's something to it when yeah. you're playing this great extended wild family right i would pay to see your flan by the way let's make that happen <laughs> well if you need somebody to sub in <laughs> yes i'm sag i can get up there yes <laughs> i need to modify the suit a little bit but no uh, <laughs> i it's it, I, I mean i can't uh, recall lines and that kind of thing but i just right. remember the experience of being that character yeah it was so wonderful it's so yeah it's the thing I think that's so incredible about it is that it's such an ensemble. I know that there are people that went to go see the original and they're like, I only remember it being a four-person play. I can't believe that there are other people. <laughs> I was right. like, excuse me. <laughs> but, I, right. but I think what is so incredible about, about John Guare's writing is that every, there's no fat on the yes. play at all. Every single line, every single word is means a lot and and uh is very important and i think when there is such import to each member of the cast and each person and each role that's being played it really bonds the people it really bonds the cast together because we know exactly why each person is there and yes for trip coleman to really to realize that so so uh, uh in such a committed way that he did not double cast anybody that each person the policeman has one line and the doorman has one scene and they all exist together and they're all you know and and they're all needed and they're all necessary and i think that that respecting each member of the cast and each line and each character as being an important part of the play that there are 18 people in the cast i think it's like it means that we all understand each other's role really well. Yes, and you all have to rely on each other mm-hmm. when you're out there. Yeah. No. Yes, exactly. That if it's like if if it's like a we talked a lot about this in rehearsal that it, this plays like a symphony. Yep. And more so than other plays. I mean, with Long Day's Journey, it was it's very much like you can kind of move around the text and change stuff depending on what you're feeling in during that night and it won't it'll the, the arc of the play is still there and you can right. move within it you know but with this play it there's a very strict it feels like there's a very strict symphony and I'm I think I'm with the trumpet you know like we <laughs> Good, all have yeah. our have our uh, instruments yes and if I don't hit my note properly 
then it doesn't set up the next note and something's a bit off. So it's a, it's an interesting way of performing because it's it shows a week where you're finding new life in it and you're finding new ways of, of doing the scene, but you still have to hit your note. And the nuance of how it, it's new is mostly within you. you know? Right, and right. Like but you get only to... Only apparent to you, you know? Yes. And you really get to um, master that uh, component. Right. I was going to say master your instrument, but uh, yeah. master that um, that piece without... Sometimes if it ha if it changes, if it bends, yeah. uh, or it really breaks and you're putting a whole new line in there, yeah, 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 yeah. And again, what you're talking about, it, it's, it's too fragile. Yeah. Uh, so you can, maybe bending is a better word. You can bend it and shape it to to fit it, but it's not. Uh, you've said it better than I could. No, it's not yeah, collapsing yeah. entirely, exactly, and, and that's yeah. uh, that does uh, provide that spirit yeah, yeah. Uh, to to the whole enterprise. Yeah, I mean, John Gray's writing will hold up no matter what you do. There but you it's go. like yeah. the the it, it, it to, in order to build the scene for the way that that is the way that Trip directed it. It's like we all have to play our our part, and I think in that way we're so close. And I imagine that I'm going to be best friends with these people for the rest of my life. I mean, I still get calls from Tess oh, in our production. That's amazing. <laughs> well, it's so funny because Robin Morse and um, oh goodness, Gus, God, I forgot his last name. Um, who played the original Tess and Woody, brother and sister, uh -huh. got married oh. and have children. Oh, well. And I was, I, I mean, the kid who plays my brother, I'm absolutely in love with, but we both have significant others. So alas. No, alas. And I'm, but he's, it feels like my real brother. Yeah. You know, it's crazy. Like I, the first night after, after rehearse, our first rehearsal, we went out to drinks. It was just the two of us. And I was like, let's get drinks, brother. And we, just got immediately so close and it's incredible that you know each of us kind of find each other each person in the cast we have an intimate connection with in some way yes. it's, oh it's lovely it i'm gonna be like really it, sad when this thing's over <laughs> yes and that's the uh, coming up is it yeah. in july 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 16th, july 16th yeah. so people can see and uh alice and janney uh, must be terrifically exciting to work with her. Oh I think God. she's a relative of mine, going really? dating back to the Jenny colony. Are uh, you kidding me? No, I'm I'm, I'm fairly certain. It's That's either on amazing. the Canadian side or through the uh, original Jenny colony down there. And if she would ever like to uh, uh, visit Colonial Williamsburg with me, or just go to regular Williamsburg, <laughs> I'd be happy to do it. <laughs> you mean like New York, like Brooklyn, yeah, Williamsburg? Yeah, the one over here. <laughs> It's a little over, but I'm still willing to, you know, oh, it's a get a coffee. Over. Yeah, you can get like, pizza. like an herbal ice cream out of a yeah. yellow truck <laughs> out there. Right. Oh, man. Out of a knapsack. You're related to out of a knapsack. <laughs> <laughs> That's next. Out of a Herschel knapsack. That's right. Oh, my gosh. Out wow, you're the, related to her. The uh, shoe storage component of the Herschel bag. Oh, my gosh. Absolutely. <laughs> yes, cream. tell her I say hello. Tell I, her I, say hello. I will. Uh -oh. She's a dream and a half. I bet I it is. don't even... The other thing I wanted to say, sorry to interrupt, yeah. but because you're so close, because you have this kind of family unit and there's so much happening in the world, it must be terrifically comforting to walk in backstage and to be like, kafefe, or whatever is yeah. happening, yeah. and be like, my gosh, can you, I don't have a lot of small talk at the meditation center that I, I, I work at, so there's not a lot of yeah. opportunity yeah. Uh, for that, but I remember those feelings of like, you're going through a period in American history with 
some great minds and some great right. talents who have real feelings and can articulate some stuff. Right. That must be kind of comforting and great. Yeah. I mean, I think it, it's interesting because I was really, I was, before rehearsal started, I was like, really, I was going to a lot of protests. I was like writing a lot of letters and petitions and calling and all this stuff. And once the show started, and I think this kind of happened to everybody. I don't want to. I'll speak only for myself. Never mind. Um, but I, the 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 sh- like, what we have in the in that space is was so pure and so lovely that we didn't really we haven't really been talking about politics. And I I think it's because we're so horrified by what's been yeah. by what's been happening yeah. that we're like that does not enter this space. But I. Yeah, I mean, it's... Well, that story, too, is also a kind of confined bubble yeah, yeah. Uh, of a specific apartment, you know, at right. a, t- a certain time, yeah. maybe. Uh, so I could right. see where you wouldn't want this to... Right. I mean, quite frankly, if you let it in, it's like a, a it's like tidal a gust- flood. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. mean, you, a, a tsunami. It just yeah. comes in and covers you, and it's right. all you can think about. Right, So right. it's probably wise to leave a little bit of that. Right. At the, Once uh, we at get the, the gin and our whiskey in our hands, then we start to really go <laughs> then at it. Things start to happen. But but in the daily, I don't. I think I think individually in people's dressing rooms, people talk talk a lot. But I I, yeah, it's kind of because I think if we really were to examine the effect of this this play and what it means doing it right now, and like if we were to if we were to really be critical of ourselves and 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 in this situation, I think it would be a lot. <laughs> this play is a lot. This play is yep. really intense. You got a con man, got, got a rich a family man. in New York. We got, everybody's wearing masks and the only person that gets called out on it is the black person. You know, it's like yeah. a really, it's, in a, it's a, there's a lot going on in this play and especially so much has changed since the 19, since 1990, but like so much has not changed. Yes. And that's what's scary and like, you know, it's funny. There's one line that Paul has um, about police brutality. There's just hinted at where um, Weeza says, um, uh, I don't think the police will kill you. And he goes, Mrs. Weeza Kittredge, I am black. And it's like that's the only discussion of what will happen if he goes to jail, if this white woman will not bring him to jail. Right. And, as, and like usher him into the police. is like this boy is special. And... For that, like that, is so weighted, and for that to be the the only thing we talk about is means that it's it's so weighted, and also like there's so much more here. So it's it's a very it's a very intense play to be doing right now. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, sorry. No, no. <laughs> Getting into the. <laughs> it's good to point that out because there, as I said, there's certain things about it I've just forgotten that have slipped yeah. my mind, and uh, just the connection to cats is I was also thinking is that they're the, the part of the con is that they're doing a. Movie, movie version, version of Cats. Cats. Yeah. Um, so that's how that plays into it. Right. Um, <laughs> <laughs> right, right. For, for those unfamiliar. Right. Uh, now, uh, I've uh, had a few opportunities to work with great talents. And uh, uh, I said a few. <laughs> <laughs> Just a few. <laughs> I'm always charmed to find out that sometimes fame hangs on them like a happy cloud. Uh-huh. Sometimes it just kind of breezes through them and there's no big deal. Yeah. Other times people get um, kind of infected with it and then they're not pleasant to be around. Yeah. Um, but now you have worked with these amazing people, and 
you talked about Long Day's Journey in tonight. Yeah. Uh, Michael Shannon, uh, I see oh. him in my neighborhood. I've talked about this before, but he, he lives near me. Oh see him gosh. taking the bus. Oh, uh, he takes the bus? This is what I'm telling you. Oh, yes, <laughs> he does. It's always fun to do it. <laughs> S- sits in a little movie theater uh, sometimes with me. And, oh, my um, gosh. I don't get the sense that uh, he's particularly chummy. You talk about a very close uh, family unit mm-hmm. in Six Degrees, but when you're talking about Long Day's Journey into Night, yeah. and it's uh, Michael Shannon and Jessica Lang, I mean these Ooh. titans, yeah. uh, you know, up there. Alice and Jenny also. I'm not saying yeah, that yeah, they're yeah. not on the Titan level, but I mean, what is that experience like to be up there? Is it different than the Six Degrees experience of everybody being close, where this yeah. other thing? I mean, you also play a daughter in Long Day's Journey. I tonight. played the maid. The I, maid. I am okay. somebody's daughter. Well, but yeah. <laughs> yes, we all are. Aren't we we? <laughs> but um, no, I played the maid in Long Day's Journey. It was a very different experience, and I think I think because because the nature of that play, that play is four hours so long. So long. They're not lying. They tell long, you right up. They say, they tell <laughs> you right. Yeah, thank I you. I remember Eugene. it was a lot of gray. The production that I saw. I mean, it's been some years. Did you see which one? Did you see? Oh, I saw one at like Trinity Rep or something a long time ago. I remember it being gray and just relentless. It's relentless. (laughs) That's exactly what it is. I mean, everybody in that show, I think at some point, went through something significant in their lives that was like. It's the I know I just chalked it up like it's the play it's the play that's getting under my skin I mean, during play. that period some there was some uh, trauma that happens almost yeah. every single person yeah I think so yeah. I mean I don't I I won't speak for you know everyone else but from what I from what I saw it's just like a crazy it it it's a very for that play in particular it's somebody I had somebody describe it to me as a topographical emotional topographical map where uh-huh. with each repetition. There's another layer that's peeled away of, you know, just and that that gets to more and more agony and loneliness and and uh, familial destruction. It was actually Peter Francis James who played Edmund, who's an incredible actor who's on in Present Laughter right now, who described it to me that way. Um, And it I think that's right. And in that way, I think those actors had to be. They were all so incredibly sweet and op- like heart opening and welcoming, and uh, yet they had a big job to do. I mean, on Saturdays we were doing O'Neill for eight hours, oh. with like an hour and a half and maybe two hours in between. It was not. It was. It was a lot. Yeah. And I think one could be forgiven for not oh, being chummy. Oh yeah. I mean, I mean, <laughs> it, it was. It was also the type of thing where like we took that place so seriously. Because it's a very serious <laughs> situation, but it's also it, it's also I I being the kind of comic relief could take it completely unseriously as well, and so I was joking around like a like a you know <laughs> a little too much. And Gabriel Byrne loved to joke around. I mean, he brought a whoopee cushion on stage the last week, <laughs> and everybody else was like, "What are you doing?" <laughs> I can't imagine Jessica Lang being really excited about that. <laughs> I think she was laughing. I think she, everybody found it funny and like, you know. Was I mean, they put it on the chair and somebody on sat chair. on it. Yeah, it was in the it was in the dining room, which was behind <laughs> behind a, a wall. It was kind of in the back back area of the play. Oh, and it went it off. Was, I mean, 
somebody sat on it? Um, people kept moving it so that it wouldn't. Oh. But I kept, I was the maid, so I kept clearing the table and setting it on other people's <laughs> chairs. And like, and then people kept getting too nervous, so they put it under the chair and get transferring it. And I kept putting it back on. <laughs> and Gabriel kept being, you know, trying to make it go off. And oh man, I mean, but that to me, it's like, it's like that. It was. It, I would. I that play makes you want to drink. I drank so much whiskey during that play. <laughs> yes. I mean, I would be done within. I would be done finished with my role, and I just had to bow. And I had an hour and a half oh. left of the play, which the entirety of Six Degrees can fit in that span. <laughs> so I would just go up uh, back uh, backstage and just like have a bunch of whiskey, and then have to come out and bow on a raked stage on the edge on the Ooh. on the on a rake on the edge of the stage in pitch black, and I'd just be like, "Don't fall off the stage, Cole." <laughs> no, but I think. I think it was. It's a very different experience, but also that was a very, di- very, very different play. And sure. I think yeah. um, fame br- breezed through those people like it was no big deal. Uh, each one of them in a in a really lovely way, mm-hmm. the same way that it does with Allison and Hickey and Corey. And it's just like those are the people that you want to work with. You know, I've been incredibly fortunate to have those people be the be the people that I've gotten to work with, which where fame is just like, you know, breezing through. It's just something yeah. that's out there. But I mean, it's it's crazy because I was walking down the street with Jessica Lang at one point and these two French guys noticed her and the gravitational pull she has on people is unbelievable. I mean, they started talking to her in French and she's she starts talking in French and she's like, merci. I'm trying to, you know, in, in French, which I can't do. Um, I'm trying to, you know, continue walking. Thank you so much. Have a lovely night, you know. And I kind of hung back because I was like, I'll let her handle this. You know, right. I don't know what to do. <clears throat> and, <clears throat> excuse me. And it got to the point where they were like, oh, yes, yes, I'll leave you be, I'll leave you be. And then they would not let her leave her alone. Yeah. And I think it's because they're like so enamored to the point where I had to be like, all right. Get it, get, please leave. You know, I became her bodyguard. Right. And I was like, how can you go anywhere alone? I mean, it's, it's a, it's a, it's a scary, it's a scary thing. But that she handles it, it sure. with, with such grace. And yeah. That's good to hear. Oh, yeah. And they, I mean, formidable women. Oh, yeah. And you've played some of them, too. Oh, my gosh. I've been and, so I'm so sure lucky. You will continue to do that. But, <laughs> I um, <think> so. <laughs> you have this ability in what I've seen to uh, convey compassion and openness, even within this sort of column of strength that is there. Uh, Even if they turn a little nasty, right? Even if there's something like, oh, gosh, I don't want to be stuck with them. Yeah, Um, yeah. How do you enter the room with compassion? Oh, boy. Hey, thanks for saying that. Sure. You know, it's funny. I never really considered – I always consider myself always playing the shy person. But these days (laughs) – I don't think that's true anymore. I, I always play the crazy girl. <laughs> um, how do I enter the room with compassion? Or do you feel like that's accurate? Do you feel like the, yeah. you care? It seems like there's a core there that's like this person has goodness in them. <gasps> Whatever's going on yeah. outside, and maybe I'm thinking a little bit of the Jessica Jones oh, yeah, uh, yeah. character specifically. Oh, yeah. Um, because you play the kind of Robin, is that her name? Robin, yeah. The the neighbor to Jessica Jones in the Netflix yeah. uh, deal. Uh, to me, that's the best one of all of those Marvel oh, superhero thank you. Uh, deals. Yeah, and it's um, a good show. And that person is a little unhinged. Yeah. At first, you think, 
Uh, is she like gosh yeah <laughs> like it's just gonna be a recurring character yeah. but <laughs> and also like oh yeah i remember her i went to art school right. uh, <laughs> it, you know like oh god yeah. her paintings were always the ones that scared me oh geez, but, but then as so you accurate. go along yeah you get a little warmth uh yeah. gets turned up uh, with her yeah well, i think i think that's the thing is like always i i think there's goodness in everybody, which I think is a tall order. To <clears throat> right now, it's tough to see that. Tough to yes, see that yeah. in uh, our 45. But uh, I think that there's, um, I really do think that there's there's deep goodness and a seeking for, seeking to be appreciated and loved in everyone. And uh, I guess I'm always, I haven't really thought about it before, but I guess I'm always looking for that in some way. Or like, why does, why is somebody... Why does somebody do something? Why does why does somebody behave in the way that they behave? And I think, especially with Robin, like her twin brother is her whole is her arm and her leg, and I think their their parents are dead, and so she was in in tri- like her twin brother is a bit more sensitive than she is, right? And so she was entrusted with taking care of him, and. I think she has a very specific idea of what is the right way to behave and was constantly imposing that on him, even though her way of behaving is completely ridiculous as well. Right. But I think, yeah, I think that there, that there's always, I guess, yeah. I mean, also, like, the writing on that show is so good. This guy, Micah Schraft, um, who's actually very good friends with Trip Coleman, who, which was such a lovely, and Micah's mom came to the show last night, and it was really nice to meet her. Anyway, very pleasant. Yeah, he wrote he wrote that character, and it was it was um, the the I think the writing is always the thing that I not not always. This is a new thing for me, where like I get really turned on by the writing. I was actually trying to I was talking to somebody recently about why ticks makes me tick for why i act Mm -hmm. and i i really i've been really trying to think about it because i don't there was never a moment where i was like i'm gonna be an actor like i've always been attracted to it in some way and i think originally i was like i like the attention once i recognize that myself it's much easier to accept but also lately i've had the privilege of working on these amazing plays and I think it really started, must have started with Long Day's Journey, where the first time I read that play was, I guess, no, you know what? It started with Punk Rock, that, Punk Rock. that Simon Stevens play. Oh, okay. Yeah, and I, I, I was like, what is with this? This writing is unbelievable. And I think that was the, the, my attraction to like good writing and figuring out why people are saying what it is that they're saying and how to do it, how to make the writing come to life, how to bring the writer justice or like, you know, make them feel like their work is, is being accurately portrayed. I think that's what really turns me on. And in the, in the, with the writing on Jessica Jones, I think that's what it was. And maybe that's why, how I come into the room with compassion is mostly like about, how how do we make this happen really well? And that was my audition for for Long Day's Journey. I like, 
you know, sometimes you, you're told if you appear as though you don't you don't care. Yes. Then you'll get the job. Right. 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 I, I, I that has never worked for me. I get <laughs> <laughs> I'm really enthusiastic about a lot of stuff. Yeah. And I came into the room for uh, for a long day's journey and was like, this play is amazing. <laughs> they were like, OK, maybe we like this person in the room who's excited about this thing. Because I, I think it's like, if I, if I can do anything for the writing, then that's, then I'll do, and that's the actually the only thing that will keep me from getting super um, self conscious on stage. Because I have a tendency to, to get super self conscious to 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 like, my goal on stage sometimes is to make the audience like me, and that sucks, you know, and that's yeah. a horrible mental trap. And so to me, the only thing to get out of that is to focus on this other thing. I so. really uh, respond to what you're saying, and I think it's why I was always drawn in so much that I've ever done it to uh, more like sketch comedy mm -hmm, mm -hmm. as opposed to improv, mm -hmm. where uh, improv just feels like you're falling off a cliff. And right. um, it's not unlike singing for me that it's just like, ah, I get very nervous around that. Mm -hmm. um, but when you have something, a structure, an yeah. outline, yeah. just something to respond to, mm -hmm. then I can serve that. And I don't like to, sometimes I'll go in and, yes, I'll do some voiceover projects right. there and there. <laughs> but they'll say, okay, well, just wing it on this one. Oh. I don't want to wing it. Yeah. You've given me this, this script. Mm -hmm. you, this has been honed. Yeah. You're not going to accept anything else that I come up with right. anyway. Right. <laughs> but I want to give the best reading of this product name that I can. Yeah. And yeah. I've thought about that a lot. Yes, exactly. So uh, let me do that. Right. Don't, don't have me uh, do your job. Right. Uh, you, you, wrote, you wrote it. Yeah. <laughs> I know. Oh, my gosh. I respect and, writers so much. Yes. How could we – how could – how do they do that? Yeah. And, and every word can be endless. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. it's, as you're saying, what you bring into it and putting that humanity yeah. to those words so it's not just reading yeah. it. And uh, That reminds me, I one time, excuse me, did an um, audition for a voiceover where they were like, just see, just they did that. They're like, just yeah. see what's going on over here. And it was an audition. Like, I didn't have the job. Yeah. And I started, like, making, it was like a national commercial <laughs> for something. And I started making all these, always like Hot Pockets or something, where it's like, put your pot. I started making all these sexual, like, <laughs> improvisations. They were like, this is a Nash, this is going to people's homes. Like, in the Midwest, they're not going to be too happy with that. Like, please don't do that. Yeah. I was so, I was like, oh my God, I have no idea. But also, I love improvising, but in a way, like, I improvised a lot with Robin and mm -hmm. Jessica Jones, where like, they were, there was, all this at the end of scenes, I would just start going off and, you know, and uh, with a lot of fighting that I had to do with my brother, there was a lot of fighting that we did in the in the room above Jessica Jones's uh, apartment. Yeah. So we got to improvise all this stuff. And it was just so much fun to not have to watch my mouth. Like I just got to like yeah. say whatever I wanted because those characters were so deeply strange that like I'd be like, don't put the chicken in the toast. You know, I mean, like weird stuff. <laughs> right. And it was so freeing. I've never, I, I really felt so free on that job, and it was so refreshing. But it was with, once again, like you say, within the construction of what they've already come up with and the idea yes. for the character, and that is really lovely having that flexibility within the structure. Yes, and uh, that character, 
Who knows what's going to happen with Who her? Who knows what's going to happen? It's, you know, it's almost as if she she could um, be actually some kind of carrier of a superpower virus. Oh, and I really be out there as so a, a villain. <laughs> oh my maybe. God. I would love that. I uh, a really contagious disease. <laughs> I don't know what they're doing. I hesitate to use the word typhoid, but it typhoid. could be. <laughs> she could have anything. No clues, no clues. No, I have, I have you don't no. Know. I don't know. I know they're filming a season two. So, I, so far, you haven't been called so on? So far, I haven't been. I don't know if I'm allowed to say that, but okay. I, I, that I, all I know is that I'm not. I'm, I'm well, not I'm rooting for a, a, you to come back in oh, some form. Thank you. Yeah, I think even if they kill me and I come back as a ghost, that would be great. No one We're ever in dies like, in the comics anyway. You <laughs> could just, that's what I mean. Yeah. That was but, a great, a really fun, fun project to work on. <laughs> Oh, man. <laughs> it seems like it. Yeah. <laughs> but um, I know that it's different, and I know that we're uh, reaching the end. I know it's different working for film and TV, as yeah. we said. For instance, you played the young Sue Sylvester on Glee, <gasps> oh which must have been God, great fun. Oh, my God, you've done your research. <laughs> that, I've never seen that. You've never seen it? Got it? Cu- it got cut from the oh, well, from the episode. That makes two of us. It then. was, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know. I saw a picture or something. Yeah, there's, a, there's pictures of it. It was... You know, it was really cool. It was directed by Eric Stoltz, who I'm obsessed with because of that movie, Little Women. He's yeah. in Little Women. Yeah. Um, and uh, <laughs> I got that he was wearing a, a really cool purple suit and a purple cape. I don't. I don't. <laughs> I don't think he was wearing a cape. I shouldn't say that. <laughs> but that's what I remember. Nobody will ever see it. They if they flew put him in whatever you want. Yeah. <laughs> you can wear whatever. <laughs> they flew me out to L.A. and I had the best. That ca- cast was unbelievable. Had the best time, and they said it was like its own little world. So they ended up cutting it because it was too long. Oh, too. And I was like, "That's fine." I had a blast on that they show. Did like thirteen seasons. What's too long? Yeah, I know. that's true. That's <laughs> I true. Know. They they went all over the place. <laughs> oh well, uh, this is terrific. Yeah. Talking to you. It's terrific uh, talking to you. I'm sorry. I'm not a very good linear. T- oh, I just talked. Touch the mic. Sorry. That's okay. I'm a good linear talker. I don't know if you can tell that. I followed it perfectly. <laughs> good. <laughs> good. Everything, as long as we end up in a spiral shape, that's usually right. what that's, I like. I do love spirals. <laughs> like your topographical spirals. emotional uh, yeah. map is. A, oh my gosh. It can be applied to this show as I'm well. I'm so happy you realized that theme. You know, I took a class on spirals when I was in college. It's a very intriguing subject. It is. It's a, it's a universal. Yeah. Uh, if maybe the shape that holds everything together. It is golden ratio, Fibonacci? spirals, Fibonacci. Oh. Um. I. Oh my God. I took a math <laughs> in art in visual arts class yep. in college. Oh, it's amazing. It's all there. Have you ever been to Spiral Jetty? Yes. You have. Yeah. <gasps> Isn't it the best? It's smaller thing? than you think it's going to be. It I'll, is. I'll tell you that. But it also, you <laughs> never really know it's there until you see it. Do you know what I mean? It could yeah. totally be. It could totally be a story. Yeah, it could not exist unless somebody has the gumption yeah. to drive you out in a rocky jeep. Oh my to gosh! Get out there and to then Mormon walk country. down to Mormon country. Isn't which it? is spectacular, and oh. also like, wow, there's a lot of factories there. Yeah. Uh, and then it's like past a missile silo or something, Yeah. and you get out there, and when I was there, there was not a lot of water, so you could see the full thing. Right. And like foam, yeah. salt foam. Lots of foam. Yeah. Did you walk out to the edge of the Great Salt Lake? Uh, no, you, I didn't do that. Because it's like, it's, it's ha- the problem's been receding for like five years. Yeah. So you, it's like a half a mile walk, and it's bright 
pink. Oh, I didn't see that. Oh, man. You got to go back. I got to go back. It's amazing. I'm so happy you went there. <laughs> yeah, I'm, That I'm warms happy, my heart. Happy we have that in common. <laughs> uh, so uh, Six Degrees will run until July 16th. 16th at the what theater? At the Barrymore Theater. At the There's Barrymore. a lot of good DNA in that yes, theater. Yes, my oh, goodness. I'd like to uh, check that out sometime. Yeah. Come, I come, get a let little me know. backstage tour. Oh, yeah. yeah. I will give you a full-on backstage <laughs> okay. tour. Okay. <laughs> uh, that'll be fun. I encourage everybody to go and see it. And then keep an eye out for Colby Minifee because she's oh, the fire emoji times a thousand, <laughs> uh, just doing things all over. Uh, fire emoji times a thousand. I love that. Oh, well, I think it's Wow, true. I found my emoji. <laughs> That's the one. <laughs> That's the one. Thank you so much for joining me, Colby. Hey, thanks. This has been really fun. Really This is fun. a really good first podcast. I'd experience. say so. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> thanks so much. Continued success. Thank you. Wasn't that a fine way to spend some time? I so enjoyed my conversation with Colby. She's going places. I t- She's already there. But we're going to be seeing a lot more of her in our lifetimes. What a talent. And perfectly suited for all that awaits her. Folks, I encourage you to join us for her live season finale. Deep Night Gets Political. On Wednesday, June 21st at 8 p.m. at the Slipper Room in New York City. Tickets are $15 for the show if you get them in advance. We're going to be covering current events, dangerous for me always, and the next generation of political writers, commentators, and comedians, and how we're all just kind of dealing with stuff, a little check-in, if you will, with my guests Mitra Juhari, Lily Herman, and more. Stay tuned. Music by Cornelius Loy on the theremin. And it's a benefit night for Brand New Congress, a terrific new organization that's aiming to put qualified candidates, imagine that, forward for government positions. No cronies in their catalog. I'm excited to be uh, bringing this night to you. And uh, it is produced in collaboration with Blow, the Brooklyn Ladies of Winning the Vote. Come on out and celebrate the end of Season 9, the end of democracy, and who knows, maybe the end of all things. It's been a good run. Now, till next time, despite that less-than-optimistic note, I kid, you see, I kid. Remember that although this night is ending, a bright new day is just ahead. Deep Night is written and performed by James Bewley with production assistance from Harvestworks in New York City. Music throughout each episode is provided by the amazing talents on the artistic roster of Howler Hills Farm in the great state of Ohio. Deep Night theme by Zach Gabbard, Season 9 podcast icon and logo designed by Samantha Mash. Download episodes directly through daleradio.com or subscribe and review the show on iTunes. Also available on Stitcher Radio, Google Play, and SoundCloud. Follow Dale on Twitter at Dale Radio or Instagram at Dale Seaver for behind-the-scenes peeks into the production of the show and the life of Dale Seaver. Thank you to all the subscribers and supporters of this program, and thanks to you for listening.